The following story has been brought to you by storiestoinspire.org. I have a best, best friend in the world. His name is Jeff Schechter, Jewish. He works for me. I met him in nursery. We grew up together. We did business together. And I ended up hiring him 25 years ago. My friend Jeff Schechter is a firm guy. He has a, a Crohn's disease. Crohn's disease. Crohn, yeah, Crohn's colitis. Crohn's disease. Which everybody, I'm sure, knows that there is no, no cure for Crohn's disease. Uh, we used to vacation in Miami at the Fountain Blue together. By the way, when I say we vacation at the Fountain Blue in Miami, everybody needs to know that when the Germazian family goes to Miami to vacation at the Fountain Blue, we don't go to the Fountain Blue pool. We don't, we take, because usually we have like 35 or 40 rooms, we take 40 rooms in the Fountain Blue and there's like a circle pool. Normally now it asks, does everybody know the Fountain Blue and Circle Blue? But I don't want to embarrass anybody because if you put your hand up, it means you've gone to the pool at the Fountain Blue and I don't need to know that. But, um, so there's a circle pool of thing. And what do I do? Because we don't like the vacation without all of the Gourmetian family members, of which a bunch of them are in Lakewood. Some of them is the mirror in New York, some in Brisk in Israel. And we like to bring everybody. So what do I do? I go down to the pool and I make a deal with the hotel manager. We took the entire circle pool with 12 cabanas. We landscaped all the way around the cabanas. And then we built a pedway with a covered pedway from the hotel tower. If you go down the stairs, you can come across, it's fully covered. And then you can go in the circle pool and you won't see a single person other than the Germazian family. And we did that, why? Because there's no chance in the world that the Germazian boys and girls that work for the business were going to take a vacation and enjoy themselves without ensuring that the Germazians that don't work in the business and the ones that really run the company, which are the boys that sit and learn in yeshiva, in kolel every day, that they were not going to come with us on, on these holidays. So that's what the Germazian family did, right? And it's funny, my father, my father always tells me, he says, Don, if you buy a nice car, your brother Avi has to have a better car. There's five boys in my immediate family, Don, David, Don, Sid, Shimon and Avi. The four of us are in business. One runs one mall, another mall, another mall in a bank. My brother Avi is in uh, BMG in Lakewood. He was in Sweet Kaplan for a few years. I, I, I know this sounds kind of funny. I don't even know if he, he knows that we own a mall. <laughs> I don't know that he's ever been to the mall at American Dream. But my dad says, you buy a nice car, your brother Avi gets a better car. You buy a nice house, your brother Avi gets a better house. The rule in the Germazian family is that if you do something for yourself and you work in the business, there's no chance that the people that learn to support your business would take one thing less. And the Germazian family boys and girls that, that learn, that work hard in the business, they work to support the families and boys and, that do nothing other than learn because we know without a doubt, without a doubt, that the only reason the Germazian family has any money at all is because these people are sitting, praying to Hashem, pouring their hearts out, and they have such a zikhut, and we support them, and Hashem says, Yisachar Zavulin, you do that, I'll do this. But that has nothing to do with what I'm telling you. Um, we get the whole circle pool at the, at the thing. Anyways, I, I, I go on a tangent. Um, Jeff, we're supposed to go on a holiday. Jeff's in Edmonton. I get on a plane. We're supposed to be on the same flight. We fly to Miami. I'm there. Jeff wasn't on the plane. I called Jeff. He's stuck in Edmonton. 
And the poor guy, I call him, Jeff, why weren't you on a flight? He was crying. He goes, Don, my Crohn's has, has acted up and I'm in terrible shape. I came to the hospital. I'm lying in a hospital bed. The doctors came to me. They're like, your intestines are rotted and we're going to cut out two feet of your intestine. And not only are we going to cut it out, but you have to wear a colostomy bag for the rest of your life. For those of you that don't know, a colostomy bag is a bag that a person wears on the outside of their body. And that's how they go to the bathroom. One of the most degrading things I think you could ever imagine happening. And this guy, he was my chief operating officer, phenomenal individual. I was so sad. I was crying. This guy, his entire life had Crohn's. He would sit in the bathroom every morning and he would bleed. I'm sorry if you're getting graphic, but you have to know the truth. He would bleed every morning. One and a half hours, he would sit in the bathroom before he came to work. What do I do? I call, not the Ashkenazi rabbi. <laughs> I call Rabbi Netanyahu, Rabbi, my friend Jeff is blah, 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 and da, 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 and da, da, da. He says, Don, call me back in 20 minutes. Guys, you can't make this stuff up, okay? I call him back in 20 minutes. Here's what he says. <laughs> he says, your friend Jeff, uh, by the way, he doesn't, he met Jeff a couple of times, so he has a relationship, but he doesn't know about Jeff's whole business. So he says, your friend Jeff was in a different city three weeks ago. And three weeks ago is when his colite, his Crohn's started acting up and got so bad that he had to go to the hospital. He says, when he was in the city three weeks ago, he was traveling back. He got on an airplane or a train or a bus. And when he got on this plane, something happened on the plane. Somebody did something to Jeff and Jeff got very, very upset. So upset that he wanted to kill this person. Please call, but he didn't, but he didn't. He held himself back. Please call Jeff and find out if, if this has happened. So, okay, I better hold on. I'll call you back. I called Jeff in his hospital room. I'm like, Jeff, three weeks ago, you're on a plane, train or bus and you were coming back from a city and something happened. What happened? He goes, Don, did I, did I tell you about that story? I'm like, no. He goes, how do you know something happened? I'm like, because the rabbi told me that something happened. I'm like, okay, what happened? Did you, were you going to kill somebody and you didn't? He goes, Don, we were on the plane with my wife. I had row 9A. My wife had row 9C. There was somebody in row 9B. So they get on the plane and my friend Jeff goes to the gentleman in 9B and he says, hey man, do you mind? It's only an hour flight. Could you sit in 9C so my wife and I could sit in 9A and B? And the guy looks at Jeff and he's like, uh, no, no, I'll stay in 9B. Jeff's like, oh, oh okay, he must not like the window. Maybe he's claustrophobic. Okay, no problem, no problem. Uh, you take 9A and my wife and I will sit in 9B and C so we could sit together. And the guy's like, no, 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 no. I'm going to sit in 9B. I know that every single person in this room who's ever gone on a plane is thinking to myself, there's no way that somebody would not give up 9B for 9A or 9C. Nobody wants to sit in the middle ever by themselves, surrounded by other people, except for this guy. There is no such thing in this world as coincidence. If you believe in coincidence, I'm sorry for you. Every single thing that happens to a person in this world happens exactly directly because that's what Hashem wants it to be. If you see it, you'll be far better off in life as 
if you didn't see it. So Jeff went nuts. So would I. So would anybody. Dude, can you sit in 9A or say I want to sit with my wife? No, I like 9B. So his wife, Sonia, is like, Jeff, it's an hour flight. Leave it alone. Calm down. Jeff was angry, but he calmed down. They got on the plane. And, okay, I'm like, okay, that was it. You weren't going to kill the guy. What's the big deal? He goes, no, no, Don, that's not the end of the story. I'm like, okay, what happened? The plane lands. And the guy gets up. He, Jeff's in the aisle. Nine B's in the aisle. He opens up the overhead bin. He's got a bag. He takes the bag out. And what happens? Boom! The bag drops on Sonia's head. Jeff's wife. Now, Jeff gets mad. By the way, he's got a bit of a temper. Jeff, I'm being recorded. I'm sorry for putting out. None of these people know you. Uh, whatever. I got to tell the story. Jeff wants to kill this guy. So he pushes the guy. And Jeff gets hot-headed. He was about to punch this guy in the face. Sonia jumps in. Jeff, it was an accident. Don't worry. Leave me alone. Whatever. And Jeff held himself back. I call Rabbi Netanyahu, I tell Rabbi Netanyahu, Rabbi, here's the story. Are you guys ready? Here's what Rabbi Netanyahu says to me. <laughs> uh, Don, the guy on the plane is the Gilgul of a person whose name is Reuven. That's coincidence, by the way. Actually, not coincidence, but his name happens to be Reuven. Okay? Related to the last story. This guy, Reuven, lived 80 years ago. 80 years ago. This guy is the Gilgul of Reuven. He didn't tell me the city, I didn't ask. Jeff, Jeff Schechter happens to be the Gilgul of a guy named Levy. Levy, who also lived 80 years ago. Levy and Reuven lived in the same city in Eretz Yisrael. Levy, which is my friend Jeff, was a shoemaker. Reuven was a tanner. Tanning leather, you know, you see in the Gemara, there's that tanner. They were very good friends. One became more and more and more successful. Jeff Levy became more successful. Before they died, Reuven cursed Levy. In other words, this guy on the plane cursed Jeff. The curse today manifests itself as Crohn's disease. Jeff has Crohn's disease because of this. The reason his flare-up is happening right now is because when Jeff had every right to try and kill this guy, he held himself back. He didn't do it. And then the Shama of Reuven forgave Jeff for half of the curse. Half of the curse. Jeff was supposed to have Crohn's his entire life. But half of it was gone. They were going to cut out part of his intestine. He'd have the colostomy bag and he would have been fine. Rabbi Netanelli says, call Jeff and tell Jeff he's not going to have surgery in the morning. Tell Jeff that half of the curse is gone and I'm sending three people in Eretz Yisrael right now to go to pray at the caver of Reuven. They'll stay there the entire night or the entire day, and the other remaining 50% of the curse will be gone. And Jeff doesn't need surgery at all, and he'll be 100% fine forever. Rabbi, there is no cure for Crohn's disease. Doesn't matter. Rabbi, my friend Jeff is in a hospital room 
his doctor, Dr. Richard Ferdorick, is the head of the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation of Canada. They're wheeling him in for surgery at 6 a.m. Do you really want me to call my friend Jeff and tell him that the Gilgal and blah, 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 and this and that, and he's half fine, and tomorrow morning he's not going to need surgery? He goes, yeah. By the way, he doesn't say, yeah, like I say, yeah. You have to be like, <laughs> he says, yeah, very holy, yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, that's what I'm going to do. So I call my friend Jeff, and I say, Jeff, here's the whole story. Now, a normal person who doesn't know Rabbi Natalia would think it's the craziest thing in the entire world, but Jeff has been with me for 35, 40 years, and he's seen miracles in the family. And Rabbi, So he was like inclined to want to believe it, but I don't blame him for not 100% being on board. So what happens? He says, okay, the Germazian family stayed up all night. We said to Hillam, didn't stop. Everybody, for Jeff that he should not have this surgery because it was a terrible situation. The morning comes, 6 a.m., they wheel him into the operating room, and they shave his stomach, his chest. The doctors come. They do, an, uh, I think it's an ultrasound or something to see where they want to do the incision, what they're going to cut out. And Dr. Richard Fedorik with three other doctors looks at him and he's like, it's not quite as bad as it was yesterday. Maybe we should give it another day because the flare-up looks like maybe let's just, it's not a rush, let's wait 24 hours. They wake Jeff up. They, Jeff says, what happened? They're like, uh, the flare-up calmed down a little bit. We're going we're gonna to give it another day. We'll see. You still probably need it, but Jeff's like, okay. He calls me. I'm like, Jeff, listen. That's what Rabbi Netanyahu said. You don't need to think about it anymore. Jeff, the family's going to die. You're going to be fine. They wait another day. The next day, they don't roll him into the operating room. They, they come and do the ultrasound on him. or uh, ultrasound. I'm not sure what it was. The doctor does the ultrasound. He turns to Jeff. Wiley's there. He goes, Jeff. I'm not sure how to tell you this, but you have no Crohn's. Jeff's like, what? He's like, yeah, there's nothing in your intestine. Nothing. He goes, I don't know how to explain it to you because it's never happened before ever. Has anybody here ever had Crohn's and had it disappear? No, there's no hands here. So fine. Trust me. It's never happened before. This is the first time that Dr. Richard Fedorik, who is the head of the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation of Canada, saw something like this, and he wrote in Jeff's file, and I have a picture. He says, I can only explain this as one thing, medical miracle. My friend Jeff got on a plane the next day. He left the hospital. He came to Miami. We had the greatest holiday you can ever imagine. I'm sure you can imagine what it meant to Jeff. That came from Rav Eliyahu, Netanyahu. Enjoyed this story? Come again. Bring a friend. Stories to inspire.org.